This is ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Bauer and friends. Hey, it's hour number two. Fred Bauer, Patrick Creighton, the marathon man today. This dude is just a radio beast. And uh, Aaron Rabel, you want to get in? 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. And... Um, we're just having fun here. You can watch us. Uh, you can't. Yeah, you can watch us on Twitch. You won't be able to tomorrow. You'll be able to comment on Twitch, but I can't watch us on Twitch right now because my internet went down. So there's a text that came in that you really need to read. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want me to read it on air, but there's a text that came in. It's it's like a paragraph. They wrote you a few, but uh, uh, I, I, it, I I guess this guy doesn't necessarily listen to me that much because he didn't say. Um, in the most, I, I, I love in the, uh, what, what I say, uh, the most NH kind of way. He, he didn't say, I love you in the most NH kind of way. Oh, but he did say he, he loves you, but not in the sexual way. Oh, so he okay. should have just said in the, not in the NH, but there's a nice little paragraph there for you to, uh, to read, which is, which is pretty cool. Somebody who obviously has listened to you for a really long time. Awesome. Well, hey, I, 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 sexual way, I don't, I don't know that I'm against that either. You, you, you excited about this uh, Field of Dreams thing? No, not at all. As a, as a baseball purist, I, I think I would definitely. I think it's safe to say, Aaron, you've worked with this guy for a while. Baseball purist, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I have my interest in this game is that the Yankees lose. Okay, because screw the Yankees. That's my interest in the game. Uh. It's really, it's just, okay, it's another, because, you know, we had this discussion on the last show. I'm not a big Field of Dreams fan. I feel like that movie moves at glacial pace. It, it is not uh, a movie that I love. I'm like, oh, Field of Dreams is a great movie. It's, eh, it's okay. Not a, not a movie that I've got to watch over and over again. See, I, I will watch anything that has even a little bit of James Earl Jones, just because I love that voice. People will come, Ray. You know, it's just that, that. But yeah, I mean, I, I can we just watch Star Wars? Uh, yes. Coming to America. <laughs> uh, yeah, coming to America is a good one. But I, I, I would, I would watch My anything. Son works. <laughs> oh boy, the uh, eh, police, lots of power love in a totally non-Zed on Marcellus Wallace way. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Zed's dead, baby. We're not going to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Space Ghost wants, we do need a good profile of the beak. Well, you just have to show up tomorrow, and you can see all the beak you want. It'll, it, the, the beak will be in, in full display. Uh, east End Backyard in the uh, east side of downtown. So come on out. Uh, should be, uh, I mean, there's, the good thing about this place, there's plenty of room, man. And, and a lot of my favorite people are involved in it, so um, just... Wanted to wanted to do it there. That's that's my that's my go to place now. So for someone like myself, to be my first time going to East End Backyard, uh, what's the lay of the land? Uh, drinks, food, etc. Uh, it's pretty much all outside, right? It, it, yeah, they have an inside area that you could get like twenty people in. Uh, but outside is it's, there's a big stage and there's a huge dog park in the back. But there's plenty of room back there, and uh, I mean they have concerts and things like that. So. Uh, no food, but I'm sure they'll have food trucks. They, they always do. 
and some of the best ones. And um, the uh, uh, they've got a great beer selection and lots of good alcohol and good people run it. And it's, it's just it, it's it's a cool vibe, man. It's you know, like there's times I'll go to places like, yeah, this isn't really my place. First time I walked in there, it's like, oh yeah, this is my place. I I because I it used to be Nick's place when I lived over there. Thought I'd never find another Nick's. It's like, damn it, this is this is perfect. And it's just you know I still pop over there every now and then, but uh, but then I got down downtown and found coaches. I'm like, okay, this is my place. And then when we moved, like, man, I'm not gonna find another one of those. But I finally did. And uh, it's my favorite one yet. Flea asking if the Fowler Pups will make an appearance tomorrow. Uh, no, because the the little one, the, the little one's just too much of a nut. And actually, she uh, she's pretty good. Like the last time I took her, where there were a bunch of people, was the day of the Final Four, and we all went over to a place that that had a that that was outdoors, and it was packed. And I guess because there was so much going on, she was great. But boy, if there's one other dog in there, eh, she fixates. It's so no, the dogs will not be making an appearance. And at some point, I'm gonna have to stagger home and get them out after the show. So no, and you said me like you like the dog doesn't even like the the housekeeper. So no, no, she, she, she's the housekeeper's the only one she does like. Oh, she likes the housekeeper. Yeah, okay. yeah. But um, and you know, there's people that have known her since she was a puppy that she just she just doesn't. You know, it's really hard for her to adjust to people. It's hard to do radio when you're trying to babysit the dog. <laughs> oh, trust settle me. the dog the, down. During the pandemic, um, two or three times a show, you know, and I'd tell the wife, make sure you keep the dog up here. Two or three times a show, she'd come flying down those stairs and into the room and either jump on me or uh, or just start barking. I need a cookie. Give me a cookie now. <laughs> but uh, um, does Derby still have the energy for... Uh, the derby is uh derby's getting old she can still get up and down the stairs but boy she just sleeps all day now and uh yeah but uh jermaine says love how fred calls dynamo the little one and she, she she's 55 pounds and she's all legs so yeah she's a pretty big dog but compared to derby who's 75 and thick yeah i mean it's uh, but uh, that, that's been a cool thing. I get to spend more time with my dogs, too. Do your dogs think that every time they come into contact with you, they deserve a cookie? Every uh, time I come home, my dog thinks she deserves a cookie. And every time she goes out in the backyard and comes back in, she thinks she deserves a cookie. And if anybody else comes home, my wife, the kids, she needs a cookie. And if she goes for a walk, she comes back, she needs a cookie. And she will go over to where the cookies are and bang the table with her tail until you give her a cookie or you tell her to go to bed. Does your dog insist like, oh, I need a cookie and I need it now? No, she's uh, uh, the one thing about her is, is the wife has done a lot of training with her. She's doing rally and stuff like that. So she gets treats for when she does something well. And, and like, I, I give her treats when for her to go in the kennel. And that's how, that's how I finally got her trained to be a good kennel dog. Was you give her treats. She goes because when we first put her in there, that little bitch figured out how to open up the door. <laughs> and I and I came home one night. She's running around all over the house, and the wife was gone for like a month on work, and she's running all over the house. And I go up there, so I I got some, uh, I basically got some things to lock it with. She figured that out. 
And so that's that's how we wound up with cat slaughter because she couldn't stay in the kennel, and then I finally got her trained to do that. But that's the only time she gets it. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, she got you put her in the kennel, and then she ripped the bed apart. Oh, she does that. Like I've been through. I bought a supposed uh, indestructible bed for. Her. It lasted a week and a half. That sounds about right. Yeah. Anything that's listed as indestructible is a lie. <laughs> uh. So we said, you two have really good energy together. Wish we could get more. Happy trails. I, you know what? I, I I promise you I will be popping on with Patrick every now and then. Um, for sure. We got to have a reason for you to listen to late hits. So the reason is going to be Fred. Yeah. So yeah, uh, nah. we got to have a reason for you to listen. No, no. But uh, it, it, at some point, man, I'll, I'll definitely be popping on with Patrick every now and then if he'll have me. You know, like, he has Nate on every now and then. And uh, and DJ Man asking when we start going on the other shows for the betting talk. I mean, the plan is for the start of football season. But I, I, I'll have a better idea, I think, after next week when I've had a chance to, to see where we are with the website and, and what my schedule is going to look like and how much I can actually do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, the plan is, is the first week of football, but that, that can also be fluid simply because it's a new thing. So it doesn't really have to launch with football. Um, I mean, but that would be ideal. So, uh uh, Orkin Man says, man, I hate the blitz inning. I've been a silent listener since the beginning and have enjoyed you guys through the years. Thanks for all the laughs. Th- thank you guys, man. Thanks to you guys. I'm getting to, I'm, I'm going to do amazing things. And, and it, it's because we were successful for so long that I got all the opportunities that, that I'm getting now. And, and it means everything. I mean, it, it's no show without you guys. I mean, that's the reality. I wish more of you guys had meters, but you know, there's nothing we can do about that. So, um, Cole Nielsen. I mean, uh, yeah, listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, but I don't think AJ will be calling in tomorrow. AJ's, AJ's already off and doing his thing. I've, I've talked to him a couple times, but, uh, some, someone finally came up with the money to get Fred off the air set. Yeah, except it wasn't, it wasn't the bounty. He came up with enough money to, to put into our website. So technically, it is true. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, this is just, it's an exciting time, man. And I, I, you know, every time I move on to something different, uh, you know, the, the first time I didn't have any clue what I was going to do. And I thought I would teach or something like that. And I wound up teaching and doing radio. Uh, this time I have a very clear vision for where I want to be and what I want to do and what we're going to accomplish. And it's, uh, um, it's all thanks to this. I, I don't. We don't get here without having done the show. And I, I know it, it is. It is going to be hard to not come in here every day. But it would have been a lot harder for me to come in here every day. And, and now I got to chase three sobs out of here, and not just the two of you to get on on time. Because yeah, you know, like I would have to. You, know, you and you and uh, usually 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 out the door first. Then I had to you know get AJ out of here. But uh, now there's going to be three of them in here taking up space, blocking me from getting set up. That I got to chase out of here in order to get on on time or tell whoever it is that's going to be producing my show. Yeah, we're going to have to come on at like 702 because, you know, got to get these guys the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, well, um, and Rain Man says uh, it's, it's bleeped up how they don't consider the 409 in the ratings. Yeah, it is. If we could count that. But but even so, man, it, this was inevitable. The time that it was going to happen, and it, and it's it's really it's all good, man. And I'm still going to. Uh, and somebody asking, looking forward to Sports Map Elite when available. Take my money. 
Uh, we want to give you some we, here. Here's here's one of the reasons why I pushed it back. Um, I want it to be really good at launch. I want us to have a couple of weeks of football season as data points, because especially with college, man, we're going in really. I started doing my research this week too. We're going in really cold, man, uh, because of the COVID last year. So I wanted a couple of good weeks of data points, and then I wanted to give you guys a couple of weeks of football, seeing what we're going to do day in, day out for free so that you can make your own decisions. And, and most of you guys are going to sign up. You're going to stick with us. But for the people who are the 50-50 balls, I want them to get an opportunity to um, you know, get an opportunity to see what we're going to do with a fully functional Death Star. How's that? I, I didn't want that half Death Star. Okay, are those references still it's good? fully operational. Death Star. Uh, you may fire when ready. Battle station. All right. Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5925. ESPN 97.5. This is ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred and Friends. And we're back. Crank that for a second. I like this song. I don't know why. I have weird music taste. We were putting together the song list for our band, which is another thing I'm going to have time to do now. It's, It's bizarre. There's some old school rock and roll there's some newer stuff there's some country a little bit of everything i can never get into country music i i like country music live like i can go see a country act that i know nothing about live and i enjoy it it just seemed yeah you know, but just as far as just listening to it that's one thing my life might have gone a lot differently if i had uh, chosen to be a country singer a friend of mine had a band and i just i don't want to do country i don't want to do country and I found out when I'm doing country, all I'm doing is imitating a country guy. And it's pretty easy to do. It's like I, I do a mean Garth Brooks just because it's not my real voice. It's me talking like a country singer or singing like a country singer. But it's fun. Yeah, I, I enjoy it now. It's like one of my karaoke go-tos back before the Rona was uh, uh, Much Too Young to Feel This Damn Old by Garth Brooks. So, And that is that is on the song list, by the way. The the country song stereotype. Pick up dog bitch ex girlfriend. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought about actually bringing my guitar and doing something tomorrow, but I'm I'm out of practice and I, I plan on I plan on drinking and I it's see I, I have a I have a limit. I, I've been booed off stages before for being so drunk that I couldn't stand up. So I, I have I have to have a little bit to drink. To be comfortable, it's kind of like with poker. But if I have too much, it screws me up, and I'm bad. So I'll, there's a balance there, and I don't really feel like being balanced tomorrow, guys. I feel like just drinking and having fun. So there. Tomorrow's definitely an Uber night. Yeah, or a stagger night for me. <laughs> it's you know, that, that's the beauty of it. it it's uh, I, I, maybe an, at, at most a six minute walk, seven minute walk. But, well, at, at night after being there for a while, it can turn into a 10 or 15 minute walk. 
if I've been drinking too much. A lot of meat and carbs in the on the menu tomorrow. <laughs> Soak up all that alcohol. Oh man. So uh <laughs> like the Russian guitarist that got slapped by his lead singer. I've I've I, I mean honestly and there was a time where there was one band where I was lead guitarist and lead singer and I got so smashed and so stoned that I didn't even know what songs we were doing. <laughs> And I mean, they just, they booed us off the stage and they didn't pay us. And that was all my fault. But, and I was like, I was like a 17 year old kid. What'd you expect? When I, when I was in, in college, we had the spin doctors come do a show at, at our school. Third song in is your mama's pajama, which if you know anything about the song, the only lyrics to the song are your mama's a pajama. That's it. That's the only line. They played that song because they were so high and so smashed for an hour and 26 minutes. <laughs> the song ended and you, you can you can see the people like on the side of the stage saying, cut, cut. That's it. Time's up. It, it, your, your 90 minutes is done. So, yeah, you got two songs and then you got an hour and a half of your mama's a pajama. That was the second worst concert I have ever been to. Well, but but you have to admit, part of being rock and roll is you have to do stuff like that occasionally. If you're Neil Young, you can do that. If you're the Spin Doctors, mm. play the three songs people know and shut the hell up. That's why they're the second worst. The worst concert I ever went to actually was Boston. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, I was like 2003 or so. Now, it's only the one guy was still with the band at that point, and he's dead now. But he had brought his daughter and son-in-law into the band. Yeah. And they made a new album, and it was all whiny political crap. So we're all there, and everybody's waiting for them to play all their, you know, all their classic songs. Everybody knows in the first two albums. They played like four songs, and then they started getting into the new album. They play this first song from the album. It sucks horribly. People are booing. They're like they're chanting for other songs. They refuse to play anything except they played the entire new album in a row. We walked out. It was the only show I've ever actually walked out of. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't and that know if was I at have. The beach. Oh. Which is one of the best places. The Jones Beach in New York is one of the best places to ever see a concert at the amphitheater. Yeah, we walked out. It sucked. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, well, I, I think my one of the most disappointing ones, believe it or not, was Red Hot Chili Peppers. Because I saw them at uh, Toyota Center. And they did like an hour-long jam session to end the thing where they were just playing the same three chords over and over like it was the coolest thing ever. And didn't play some of their songs that I liked. And... It's just like, what are you guys doing? If you're going to jam, jam. That, that's not jamming. Because I, I like, uh, I mean, I, I like a good jam session. And uh, best show ever, original ACDC at the Music Hall with Bon Scott was up there. They were, oh, I can't remember who they were opening for, for but they were, not, they were not the headliner. And uh, Judas Priest at the old Sam Houston Coliseum Put on one of the most amazing shows I've ever seen. And any, any early Metallica show is up there. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's probably, that's probably the best ones. 
best shows. Um, Billy Joel, Don Henley, and Sting at Madison Square Garden, the concert for Walden Woods. Okay. That was a really cool show. Uh, Anthrax, Dio, and Metallica at Jones Beach. Oh, Dio, uh, Dio and with Black Sabbath. That dude put on a hell of a show. Uh, that, was, that was an all-time epic freaking show. Uh, that that show at Jones Beach might have been the one of my the my favorite show that I've ever been to. The uh, they used to have a thing here called the Texas Jam, and it was a festival that usually it was it was here on Saturday and it was in Dallas on Sunday and sometimes they flip flopped it. And uh, man, I saw some some amazing groups there. I also saw some turds. That was the year Sticks did uh, the Domo Arigato thing. And almost everybody went to sleep because he came on after I think it was Ted Nugent. And, uh, it, it, but I, I, those were some amazing shows. And, uh, then there was a show at Rice Stadium that had Metallica, and I can't remember who else, but it was a big show. I was really stoned. That's why I can't remember. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those, those are the, uh, and Texture says Hell Omega with Weezer, Fallout Boy, and Green Day was epic. Uh, yeah, I wanted to go. We had, we, before the end of the world, we had tickets for the show in Toronto. We were going to turn it into a Toronto trip. In fact, we had VIP tickets. Well, they canceled that show. They didn't reschedule it. So I didn't go see him here, which I, I kind of regret, but anyway, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. I've seen one show. In Austin, uh, at the 360 Amphitheater, yeah, and it was Megadeth and Iron Maiden. Uh, Iron Maiden, 2013. <laughs> Iron Maiden's really good live too. And I think I've seen Maiden about 35 times. Uh, they're my favorite band, so I've, every chance I've gone, I've gotten to see them. But that show, Megadeth and Iron Maiden, that particular show was really freaking good. Yeah, the. Uh, in fact, the I, I saw. I saw Iron Maiden about eight years ago. I think it might be the last show I went to at the Cynthia Woods. And, man, most of these guys can't hit the notes anymore. I know I can't hit the notes I used to get hit. Bruce Dickinson sounded just the same. Like He hasn't lost anything. That's what's awesome about him. He sounds the same live as he does recorded. And if it's the same tour that I saw, they had the big, giant, walking Eddie that yeah. came out yeah. from behind yeah. the stage. Do that. Ugh. All the different cool stuff they do with Eddie is is so freaking badass. All right, so these are these are shows that I know I went to that were the Texas Jam. Um, let's see, because the the first couple were just in Dallas, and then they did it in the Astrodome. The first one I remember seeing was Ario Speedwagon, Heart, Blue Oyster Cult, Fog Hat, and something called the Rockets. I was a big Blue Oyster Cult that's, guy too. That's a hell of a lineup. It gets man. better though. Here's here's eighty two. Journey, Santana, Sammy Hagar, Joan Jett, Point Blank. Point Blank was actually really good. That's a good lineup, but I actually like the first one better. All right. Uh, let's see. The uh, Okay, here's, here's the one I was talking about. Uriah Heep, Ted Nugent, Triumph, Sammy Hagar, Sticks. And that was the Kilroy Was Here tour. And basically, Hagar was, was the one right before them. And Ted Nugent and Rick Emmett came on stage for the last song, and they did Led Zeppelin's Rock and Roll, and just all three of them were just wailing, and it was badass. And then Styx comes out there and does this Kilroy thing, 
And you're just like, what? Yeah, they don't like for that lineup. They're kind of like the odd man out. Like they should. And I like sticks, and I'm not against that type of you know progressive rock stuff. But for that lineup, they don't fit. No. And this was the last one, I think, at the Astrodome. After that, they were only in Dallas. But uh, this was 84 with Rush, 38 Special, Ozzy Osbourne. That's the winner. Brian Adams and Gary Moore. Gary Moore underrated. Brian Adams does not fit in there. But you had Rush and Ozzy. And, and 38, winner. 38 Special was pretty popular yeah, at the time, underrated too. band. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll do some sports when we Dude, come back. Rush and Ozzy at the same show. Yeah. That freaking rules. <laughs> I miss I miss the Texas Jam. I do. All right. Quick break. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Real. Fun. Sports. This is ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Bauer and friends. And we are back. Patrick Creighton in the house. Patrick Creighton's the uh, Hall of Famer. So, uh, yeah, we're just uh, having a little fun. Somehow we got on, on rock shows, and boy, some, some, some of you guys have seen some great shows. So, uh, congratulations to you. And on the Twitch, we're talking about who's in the who would be Houston Radio Hall of Famers. I, I got about I got John and Lance, but my Hall of Fame is tougher than everybody else's. I guess probably Palillo, probably Lord. Uh, if, if we're going back far enough, like Anita Martini, that's way before your time. Um, Aaron, you should know everybody. I don't know about everybody. Uh, I am, I mean, I am a radio nerd. That's something that Josh and I shared. It's just that Josh wasn't around. Like I remember stupid stuff from radio history when I was a kid, uh, like Walton and Johnson were my weight, were my literal alarm clock every morning when, um, I, when I was young, it was Sam alone doing the mornings on KRBE and then psycho Robbie left the show and it was just Sam alone and Maria Todd and, at that point in time, Walton and Johnson had just come back from New Orleans, so it was immediately that was my wake up every morning. Uh, I did get the Stevens and Pruitt stuff. I'm trying to think. Yeah, but we're we're asking for sports radio Hall of Famers. Yeah, I mean, so obviously you and AJ uh-huh. that whole longest run in 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 sports radio history as a duo is pretty damn good. Uh, Charlie, Lance, Granado. Um, oh, damn it. I'm trying to think. Oh, I can see his face. I can't remember his name. Long, long, long time ago. Hmm. Uh, when Charlie was doing sports on, on 740 at the time, there was another guy. I don't remember who, though. Yeah, yeah I would say if, for me, it'd be John Lance. 
AJ Palillo, Rich Lord. That's all I got. Uh, I mean, yeah, Barry Warner, Barry Warner, Barry Warner, Barry definitely, definitely, even yeah. though he he rubbed some people the wrong way. No, uh, no, I've not, Barry Warner did this forever. How, how did I not think of Barry? I just talked to him last night. Uh, duh. Well, Fred, I really appreciate you nominating me for your Sports Radio Hall of Fame chirp. Uh, Pelly, Pelly mentioned John O'Reilly. That's another guy that uh, um, he, he did it for a long time, too. Um, I mean, it, it probably sounds kind of kiss-ass, but Dave Tepper. I mean, he had the way that this station was running that was different than the other two that was successful. And that was part of his brainchild of he, wanting to make it entertaining. He was here for a long time, too. Yeah. So. Uh, Carl, I mean, I think Carl Dukes should still be in there. He was. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it was. Yeah, because he, he had success at a couple places. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Carl Dukes. But. That Tuesday texter, John McClain, columnist, but he pops on all the shows. Uh, that that's a, an interesting one. See, a lot of these people were were on or were primarily on before I got here, and I don't know how many people have have heard him, but my understanding is that he has been on air doing sports longer than anybody else, and he is a phenomenal guy. I want to give Ralph Cooper some love. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Ralph and uh, you know who else I, I put on? Ralph was in there for sure. He's first ballot. You always forget about Ralph because he's not on a sports station. And but hey, uh, John Lopez. A Lopez been on for a long time. On two different stations. And I, I mean, I also think he deserves. He, he gets kind of like his own little space because. The whole thing during uh, Harvey where he's out with his boat, out helping people, rescuing people. I mean, he works on another station. We did work together for a while. But Lopez is like a man of the people. I have a lot of respect for John Lopez. Yeah, I've got uh, I got nothing bluff for John. We worked together a long time at the Chronicle. And, um, you know, a long time. So that's, that's, that's the other thing, too. This is why I'm so damn old. Is I did 20 years at that place before I came here. And before I even started in radio. So um, I did start working when I was 16 years old. But um, yeah, and, and there was a stretch in the 90s where I left to start a magazine and then went back. So uh, uh, <laughs> what about the Baytown Badass? I can't do the, I can't do the Baytown Badass. I've, I've tried. Actually, I probably could if I worked on it. But AJ's was so good. that what, Yeah, mine isn't good enough to... Is AJ's impersonation of the Baytown Badass Hall of Fame worthy? Mm. Mm. Uh, in in the Impression Hall of Fame, yeah, 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 yeah but not, not that the, was one the, of his the best. impression. Is that hmm. that's man? It's it's like you know, you guys who have been here and like I've been down here eight years, which to me is an eternity that I've been here eight years because I haven't lived anywhere eight years other than when I lived in New York. So. Uh, but you guys who have, you know, lived here all your lives, most of your lives and have the, the history with sports radio in the city, the way that like the way that I grew up with Mike and the mad dog, you grew up with different people. So it's, it's interesting to see like who, to me, 
who you listened to, who influenced you, what were you know what were the shows that you liked. I used to love listening to Steve Summers. Now Steve Summers doesn't sound anything like anybody else. He does a uh, you know a lot of a lot of shtick and, and a lot of uh, tongue in cheek type stuff. He he also throws some Yiddish in there, but I always found him to be uh, intellectually entertaining and very different from any other show that I'd ever listened to. And even though he was different from everybody else on the radio, I liked his show because it worked for him. I think what you and AJ did, Fred, the, the way that you blended the sports, the pop culture, the gambling, all that type of stuff, nobody else in the city could pull that off the way that you guys did. Nobody else had the same passions or interests in you know the, the the wagering and the horse racing and all that type of stuff the way that you and AJ did AJ with the MMA and the sports wagering and you with the horses and it made your show very unique nobody else in town sounded the way that you guys did you were often irreverent about well damn near everything throw it out there you didn't give a damn and that was very different from you know uh, where I came from at 610 where it was Texans 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 all right, you talked about the Rockets for 30 seconds. Okay, back to the Texans. Right. Uh, so for me, like you guys had a very different, unique type show, and that made me like what you guys did. Well, it was, you know, it wasn't. The, the thing is, even when Matt and I started this, we knew there's a gambling audience out there. So we were always going to talk gambling. And I really think we kind of turned TV critic with The Walking Dead. I think that's the first thing we got into and we started talking about every week. And then it just kind of became a fun part of the show. And, and I mean, it, it grew into it, man. It was one of the, um, it, it was always, it, it was always just us. And AJ described it really well. It's like, you know, I want it to be like two guys talking in a bar. Well, if you're the guy in the bar who's only talking about sports, your friends aren't going to like you. And uh, so, so we tried to mix it up and it was, it was always, uh, it was always different. And it was always fun. And I think that, uh, you know, but again, things uh, I think things have changed a lot, and I think the uh, I think the pandemic has changed things a lot, and maybe there wasn't, uh, and maybe it wouldn't continue to be successful. So, um, but we're always just ourselves, man. That's that's the one thing that I always took pride in is like you meet me, um, uh, Jerry Trupiano is the guy you were trying to come up with. Yeah, that would be him. Yeah, so friend of mine texted me that so uh but anyway um it, it, it is when you're just being yourself and you know you got to do the work to, you know got to study what's going on and, and i would just tell anybody getting in, that's thinking about getting into this business is there's always you always have to play by somebody's rules we were fortunate that we never really had to when they when, when they brought us over here they told us keep doing what you're doing and you know it worked for a long time and then it didn't so uh so few people are lucky enough to get that uh where hey we trust you to do do the show the way you want to do the show and it, it, it we've always been fortunate with that and you, you mean know, your old program director didn't constantly text you got to talk more texans got to talk more texans no when, when we we'd have a bad stretch with the ratings after you know we'd look at it in three-month increments if we had a bad stretch he'd sit down with us and say hey 
here, here, here's where you went wrong. And, you know, we'd, we'd agree to make some changes and then we'd keep doing the same thing. And usually it would always come back, but, uh, yeah. Uh, H town clown who gets to seek out the cornfields after a home run tonight. That has to be for a pretty penny. Interesting. I don't know, man. I, is that going to make me watch a baseball game? Like I'll tune in for 30 seconds to see what it looks like. But I don't think I'm going to watch a game over it. Yeah. I, like I said, it's it's a regular season game. It's nice they're playing in a temporary uh, temporary stadium. But it's a regular season game, which just means Yankees lose. That's all I want. I want Yankees lose. In fact, I wouldn't mind seeing Yankees lose and give up 17 runs. It's already been done twice today. So how about a third time? 17 runs, Yankees lose. That works for me. All right, quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred and Friends. And we are back. Still want to say on the Blitz. I still would have liked to have kept the name for just for one last uh, couple of shows. But hey, um, people were asking, was there going to be a gym of the day? Of course, there's a Okay, you've got to uh you gotta get it set up first. So uh all right, well we will have a gym of the day. It's just are we going to have the gym of the day song is the question. So Aaron's working on something. So uh, uh in in the meantime, lots of people uh tweeting at me about uh Tropical Storm Fred. Figure I leave and then uh, I go destroy Florida because I don't need Florida stories anymore. Florida man is doomed. All right. Here is your Zadok Jewelers Gem of the Day. Gem of the Day. It's the Gem of the Day. Zadok Jeweler. Gem of the Day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love Juggy Trey. Nobody knows where that music bed is, where it came from. Nothing. I spent four hours going through a website where we get music beds. Yeah. Couldn't find it. Huh. It, it, I think it died when they deleted all of the folders that Grease had under his stuff when he mm. left. Well, all right. We, we will go to Florida. And, and I think my favorite part of the story is the woman's name, Wilma Todd. How many Wilmas do we have out there now? Is she a redhead? I don't know. And uh, she's, she's 69 years old. Uh, Bronk she, likes that. Eh, I don't know if he's like, I mean, there's no picture of her, but, uh, uh, it's, it's a good story. She won a scratch off, uh, a lottery, a lottery game titled cash word, which started in May of 2020. Uh, she went back to her job. She thought she believed she won a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, and, and this is what happens when you're old. She missed a zero. <laughs> Turns out it was a million dollars on the scratch off. And, uh, yeah. And so she, uh, Scratched my ticket just before going to work that morning. After work, I picked up my granddaughter and handed her my ticket. 
She said, turned to me and said, Nana, you didn't win 100000 You won a million. Needless to say, I was in complete shock. Uh, she opted on receiving the lump sum of $780,000 from the $20 ticket that was purchased from a general store in Jacksonville. Uh, but she wants to stay on her job until her replacement is fully trained. So there you go. That's your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. It's a happy one. Gem of the Day. It's the Gem of the Day. Zadok Jewelers. Gem of the Day. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> now, Rome is 69, so I totally understand her taking uh, the lump sum payment instead of the 20-year yeah. annuity. Mm, yeah. Which would you go with right now, con- just considering would. Would you go with the lump sum payment or would you go with the annuity? I'd go with lump sum because I trust myself to invest that money better than I do the state. Because so. you get wailed on the taxes when you take the lump sum. Yeah, but, you know, it's found money, right? I mean, that that's the thing. So this is one of the things I prefer about Canada. You win the lottery up there or you win any sports bet or any poker, you keep all of it. There's no tax on it. And that and it was it was the first it was like the first time I went up there when we got married. I'm, I'm at Woodbine, and, and a dirty little secret I bet against my wife's horse, who was the favorite in the last race, and I had a pick three. With like a, she owned the horse. She owned the horse. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Eighteen to one on the first leg, twenty to one the second leg, and I had four horses, not hers, in the third. And uh, yeah, her horse ran ran like uh, seventh that day, but I hit the I hit the pick three, and I didn't want to tell her. And so I was going to go up to the window, and, and the first thing I had to start doing is pulling out my driver's license and my Social Security card. He said, what are you doing? I said, well, don't I have to pay taxes on this? No. This is Canada, brother. Bonus! Yeah, I'm like, oh, I love it up here. Uh, that was enough money to buy tires on my broken-down old car. If so, only Canada had palm trees. Eh, overrated. Uh, said I came to the Blitz looking to hate the show because people were telling us you got to go at these guys they're mad arrogant 10 years later i'm truly sad my favorite show is gone um yeah yeah i, I, I mean listen lamont it's been uh been great having you be a part of this thing for a long time and i appreciate you and i always told people it was like alcohol like the first time a lot of you tried alcohol you probably spit it out you didn't like it um and then now you're all alcoholics. Well, that's kind of what the show was. Some people loved it right away, but you know it it was a uh, it was an acquired taste for a lot of people. But fortunately, a lot of you acquired it and enjoyed it. And you know what? Guess what's always going to be there? The podcast. You can always go to the website. I think it's going to be on there, right? Uh, it should be. Yeah. Well, the podcast is also up on like iTunes and Spotify. It's yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, you always want to go back and catch something. You can, and it will always be there. And uh, yeah, like I said, there's a there's give the new guys a chance. That's all I'm asking. This this is a they're a good bunch of guys, and um, you know, it's going to be different. But nobody else is going to be able to recreate that. And that's one of the reasons why. It's one of the reasons why I'm out of here. So, Aaron, what are the chances we get a Zadok Jewelers Jam of the Day Juggy T remix where, you know, you chop it up a little bit and, and have a couple of different things going on at the same time, a little extra music on the bed. Any chance we get a Juggy T remix for one final day of, of the Jam of the Day? He really wants to tell me to go F myself so bad right now. <laughs> no, because nobody could hear because I have my microphone down. 
But if I were to have it up, they would hear through the speakers that I was already working on oh, something are you like really, that. You're yes. looking at me like, dude, shut the hell up. You're giving me extra work. No, I already had the extra work, and I'm working on it, but it was spoiling it. Thanks. I'm a bad person, um, but I accept that. I know who I am. Somebody says a podcast only goes back six or seven months, unfortunately. Is that true? Uh, I have no idea. Hmm. I don't know how long, what the longevity is for them, so I'll have to take a look. Yeah. But it'd be nice if they were available, but hell, I don't know. I mean, hell, when we, uh, when we went from the one, the original podcast website we had when I first started here in 2014, yeah, all that stuff is, I think, gone. Mm. I, I stumbled across a link to it a couple months ago, looking to see if I could just go find old stuff, and none of it would play. So Hmm. I'll have to check and see if there's something I'm not doing right, but. Well, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'd maybe find out from Brandon. He could probably tell you. All right, 713-780-3776 is your number. Or you can get us on uh, Twitter or uh, Twitch or text. They're all there. Be right back. It is The Blitz on ESPN 975 It's about to be 